Welcome to the Making After School Cool podcast, the link between research, practice, and theory for those interested in the activities youth are involved with during non-school hours. The Making After School Cool podcast is produced by Case for Kids, a division of Harris County Department of Education, and I'm your host, Mike Wilson. This is part one of a two-part series where I speak with Joseph Harris on how basketball can teach students life lessons. Research shows that participating in youth sports can lead to immediate and long-term benefits for youth, their families, and community as a whole. For example, according to a study conducted by Health.gov, 73% of parents believe that sports benefits their children's mental health, lowers their level of depression, and creates higher self-esteem. Additionally, it improves children's overall health and conditioning and reduces the risk of cancer and diabetes. Long-term impact of participating in youth sports increases a child's level of teamwork, social skills, and social responsibility. Not to mention, it creates a setting for lifelong friendships. To discuss the benefits of youth sports is my guest, Joseph Harris. Joseph is the founder of Illusions Institute Basketball based in Houston, Texas. He is assisted by staff with more than 12 years experience assisting parents and potential basketball prospects in learning basketball skills and life lessons. Joseph, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Mike. It's a pleasure to touch a base with you. You and I go way back, probably over 15 <laughs> years working with kids and mentoring kids. So it's good to hear yeah. you're still doing that kind of stuff. Yes, yes, yes. We do go back. Well, my yeah. first question is, at what age did you start getting involved in sports? Well, my first experience with sports was actually playing baseball in fourth, fifth grade. Uh, at that time, I was in in Chicago, you know, because I'm originally from Chicago, and we were, uh, I was in a baseball league. And ironically, I, I'm, as you ask that question, I'm thinking about it now, but uh, my the team I was on was called the Astros, mm. so I guess <laughs> I guess it was just uh, something in the stars, no pun intended, for me to end up in Houston. But I was playing uh, baseball, and I played first base, of course, you know, because of my height. Yeah. So I played first base. Uh, and then when I came to Baytown, that's when actually was my first experience with basketball in an organized setting. It wasn't until seventh grade. But before then, I played baseball. Okay. So um, as you grew older, what role did sports play in your life? A sense of belonging and I would say a sense of values. Because when you're good at something, it could be the, it's just that the hope that what you're good at is something positive. But with when I got good at basketball, that was something that I was recognized to be able to do. And you get the praise from your peers, uh, your friends, teachers, coaches, and it gives you a sense of value. Um, and true enough, your value should not be centered around what other people say, but it is validating. And it should be something that is a part of what makes you feel valuable. But at that time, when I first started to play, basketball i was i was okay in baseball too but um i kind of put that down and switched to basketball primarily and when i did that that's when i discovered wow i'm actually pretty good at this and it 
the sense of belonging because you have your teammates and ready-made mentors because you have your coaches and then you have your teachers and it makes you it helps build your confidence when you have some success now um i know that a lot of kids if you were to ask them what they want to be when they grow up especially mm -hmm. males but i know for females it's increasing as well uh, it's usually a movie star superhero or some uh athlete so mm -hmm. you know sports is always sort of played a role in a lot of kids' lives, but they don't also know some of the life lessons that they can learn when they participate in sports. Uh, yep. Since you've been mentoring and teaching and coaching youth in athletics for a while, what are some of the life lessons you try to relate to some of the, the students and youth that you work with? I'd say, especially with, uh, with the young men, um, this applies to girls as well, but perseverance, because the life cycle of sport is try fail learn try fail learn and it's a cycle and how you handle that cycle how you learn to handle that cycle is what carries you through life for example you try you fail and then that moment right after that the lesson that you acquire after that failure leads to success and sports speeds up that loop you know because it happens within a game in any sport any sport if it's an individual sport like tennis or if it's a team sport like basketball or football within a game within an hour hour and a half game a, a player is bound to fail 10 to 12 times and they have to learn to adjust and bounce back in a productive way in order to enjoy that sport and they can't dwell too long and how and that muscle of failing and trying again and failing and trying again and getting better as that virtuous cycle continues when you do that that carries with them when they're no longer playing sports at all or they're just playing for fun uh, there's no scoreboard no referees no umpires or anything like that and that will probably be one of the biggest things that I always talk about to these athletes is that perseverance is what sports introduces you to and it helps you develop that muscle to make it stronger so you can continue to grow and improve. And as a matter of fact, I had a, uh, an awards event last night for a, a select team, a select basketball team organization that, I, that I'm leading and I was telling them about what I like to call the virtuous cycle, where you fail, you try again, you get better, what makes you want to try again. And then you fail and you get a little better because you try and you learn, you take the lesson and you learn a little more, you fail and then you don't fail, you have a little success. And then when you do well and have success, that makes you want to practice more. And then you have some success and then you practice some more. So as you continue to trip and fall and stumble, you're going to accidentally get better. You're going to learn how to duck by getting hit in the face. You're right. going to learn how to bend your legs more on free throws so you don't shoot an air ball. You're going to learn how to not throw that interception if you're a quarterback by throwing the interception. But as you continue to get better, you want to get back in the lab, so to speak. You want to try again. You know. So anyway, I, I would say uh, perseverance, 
and the lessons that sports teach you that translate directly to the world that you and I live in as adults. Yeah, I know. Um, I guess for young people, you know, probably one of the first activities we fell at is, of course, learning how to walk. But most of us are too young to remember that process. <laughs> but uh, learning how to ride a bike, you know, especially you start mm. with the training wheels. And I remember my dad used to lift them up a little higher, a little higher. And before you know it, you were, uh, you know, you're riding the bike. But then sports, you're right. Sports give you that that opportunity to to taste failure. <laughs> <laughs> many times, you know, as well as success, but, you know, it definitely makes you a stronger person and also brings you closer to your, your fellow teammates. So, um, yes, yes, yes. Now the name of your organization begins with illusion. Why did you select yes. that name? I love that question. I love that question because the origin of illusion institutes, obviously institute is not an institute in regards to a school, a school of thought learning. And illusion, when I came up with that, was in basketball, it's a game of improv. And you can you can have sets, but sometimes things go awry. They go astray, and you have to adjust on the fly. And when you're dribbling the ball, you have to fake left to make them think you're going that way, but you really might to go a different way. You do you act like you're shooting, but you're really about to go dribbling. And do a sleight of hand to confuse the defender. That's that's where I came up with that. And again, I'm big on parallels with outside of basketball. I'm big on that. And when sometimes you have to mix up what you're doing, your strategy, and anything you're doing. And sometimes, frankly, you can't reveal what it is you're trying to do until it's done already. And when I came up with the name, I also I like alliterations, you know, Illusion Institute. But when I came up with that, that was the primary reason was that on the basketball court, like back in the day with, uh, he was before my time, but uh, Pete Maravich, and he would do all these fancy passes and, and uh, he would just confuse people on the court. And that's kind of where I came up with the name because if you are, good at basketball on the court you're a bit of an illusionist because you have to fake out your defender now in your work you know uh, and i know basketball is sort of like the carrot but that's not the only thing you offer can you describe the scholarship blueprint and why is it a valuable tool for students as well as their parents so the scholarship blueprint is a a system a program for student athletes to follow that play basketball so basketball student athletes that want to one day play at the college ranks and parents often there are a few but most do not know how to go about helping my son or daughter earn a basketball scholarship where do they start what do the college coaches look for when can the college coaches contact you what what are some strategies that the, the parents and the child can take to obtain a scholarship. What do you do if you're a freshman or a sophomore or a junior or a senior? Because they're all different in how you go about obtaining a, a basketball scholarship. And there was a, it's a virtual course. It's an online course. Um, 
more than likely I'll, I'll start doing them in person. Uh, you know, obviously COVID changed the uh, the dynamic of how we interact with each other. But I came up with that a little bit before COVID because I got a lot of questions from parents because select basketball, AAU, a grassroots tournament basketball, it's a, it's a bunch of aliases, it's a bunch of different names for it, but that's not the answer that people think it is. And that's the whole entire different discussion. But those type of talking points are within the scholarship blueprint. There are different modules that they follow and it helps them. It even gives them uh, template messages they would send to to the coach. It helps them you know, what how to craft a message, how to effectively use social media in a way, but as your representative and how to use it in a productive way. Uh, for example, uh, there's a player right now that he's had an injury-plagued career thus far, but Zion Williamson, a big part of his opportunity to play at Duke was because he kind of went social media viral because of his incredible dunks and his athleticism. And then, of course, he had to perform whenever he got on the stage. But the point is that you can use social media in, in a positive way. With all of this NIL talk now, um, image and likeness. And uh, so at the end of the day, the scholarship blueprint, it's a, it's a road and a path that a parent and a player can take to find out the straightforward steps that they need to follow to earn a basketball scholarship in college. And that's a valuable tool. In fact, for a lot of kids, especially kids of color, they may be mm -hmm. first generation in their family to actually go to college. And so yeah. uh, a resource right. like that, even just for a non-athlete, you know, knowing how yep. to submit letters of interest, knowing how to speak to college recruiters and knowing yep. how to highlight, you know, your best self. I think that's definitely a, a, a valuable tool. After school. Cool. Thank you for joining me for part one of our two-part series with Joseph Harris regarding how basketball can positively impact the lives of children. Please join us for part two as we continue to discuss this topic. I also want to thank my listeners for joining me today where our topic focused on the positive impact youth sports can have on children's lives. Please join me for future episodes as we continue to explore issues relevant to the out-of-school time field.